Have you ever been thirsty? I mean, the kind of thirst where you are drinking down the water, eight ounces, 18 ounces. It's the kind of thirst where nothing can quench it except water, H2O. It's a natural thirst. It's when you're parched. Sometimes you can be thirsty and you not even realize it. In other words, you're going about your natural day and then all of a sudden you feel weighted or overwhelmed and then you get water and you feel like, wow, this is so refreshing. This is what I need. Well, that's what we're talking about, being thirsty but not a natural thirst. We're talking about the kind of thirst that happens spiritually. And so you can be a Christian and be parched. And so we're talking about why so you can remedy it today. Join me for this week's episode of the Woman Pray Podcast. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray to the woman who's busy and just needs a change pray pray woman stop comparing yourself pray stop grumbling pray stop giving excuses stop counting yourself out pray stop discounting god it's time to pray Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to the Woman Pray Podcast, where we come each week so that we can talk about practical issues that many of us as women are facing, and we're not always sure what to do about it. And so I'm prayerful that there are things that are happening on this podcast that are not just interesting, but they are actually giving you direction. What do you do next if you're feeling this way or that way? And so today we're talking about what it means or how it feels to be thirsty. But we're not just talking about being thirsty in the natural, we're talking about what it means to be thirsty spiritually. But before we get started, let me just encourage us that we have plenty of things happening with Woman Pray. And so if you'll recall, in August, we had our first Woman Pray Intensive, and so many of you were blessed by that occasion. We're going to be having many more in the year 2023. Until then, however, we have we have in store the Woman Pray Gathering. And so when you think about the gathering, it's different from the intensive because at the gathering, we will pray. So at the intensive, we learned a lot. There was teaching, but at the gathering, it's where we're coming together no matter who you are, no matter how long you've been in Christ, we're coming to pray together. Now, I will say it is a long day. It's going to start at 8 a.m. until 4 p.m. And for anyone who's never prayed beyond three minutes, there's no shade on you. I mean, that's the reality, but we all have to start somewhere. And so I want to challenge you to start with me on November 18th, where we're going to come together and seek the face of God as his children, his daughters. Now, let me say this to you as well well, that the date that we've chosen is Friday. 
Now I know you say, well, I work on Fridays, but I promise you that when something is important to us, we make time for it. If, we, if it was uh, maybe a doctor's appointment, the beach, or just because I'm going a day off, we take the day for it. Well, I'm asking you to consider taking the day off on November the 18th. That's a day when we will intentionally seek God together. So no one's gonna, you know, make you do it, of course, and no one can beg you. It has to be something that you want to do. And I do believe that when we seek him together, we will find him because we are searching for him with all of our heart. And so if you've never prayed to that extent, why don't you join me and let me, let me help us stretch all of us a little more. I do believe God is going to meet with us. Alrighty, with that said, I hope you're marking your calendar. Uh, now I want to talk to us about what it means to be thirsty. Now, the reality is when you are in Christ, being thirsty can be a strange phenomenon because you feel like you're already in relationship with God. So there shouldn't be anything missing. Everything should be well. But the reality is there are times in our life in Christ where we become thirsty. And so if I think about natural thirst, there are two occasions when I've been thirsty. I've been thirsty when I didn't know I was thirsty. In other words, I was using all of the substitutes. Maybe I'm hungry. Maybe I want juice. Maybe I want a soda. That's very rare. But maybe I want something to substitute for, for water, which nothing can substitute for. And I only found out that I was thirsty because somehow I happened to take just a swallow. And before I realized it, I was gulping down the water because it was truly satisfying the, the, what was missing in my natural body. The other kind of thirst is when maybe you've worked out or you've expended yourself in some way. And so you are clear that you're thirsty. It doesn't just sneak up on you. You know, you're thirsty. You're looking for water and you can't wait till you get water. I've been in both scenarios. And when the water comes into our bodies, it is so refreshing. It's just reviving. It's everything that our body needs. And sometimes we didn't know, or we knew completely, but the moment it gets in our bodies, it's a, it's a game changer. And so I want to challenge you to consider what it looks like when you're thirsty spiritually. I don't doubt that you love God. I don't doubt that you believe God. And yet there are times in our spiritual walk when we're feeling dry when we're feeling a bit parched, when we're feeling the doldrums of life, it feels weighted as if something's missing, but you can't really pinpoint what it is. I mean, you know God, you're going to church, you're doing all of the disciplines, but still something's not right. It's almost like the first scenario that I painted when you're naturally thirsty and you don't realize it until you actually take a sip of water. And the same is true spiritually. These are things that I, I want to talk about. The, there are three things that I want to talk about, I should say, that I know is going to quench the spiritual thirst. When you're feeling like you're withering, when you feel faint, when you're not very sure what's at work, but you know something's just missing. Well, 
again, I have three points that I think will satisfy your quench. And I, I think it's important to talk about because the scripture is very clear. In fact, John says, he who comes to me will never hunger and he who believes in me will never thirst. And so the question is, if I'm a believer, why am I thirsting? Why am I feeling like something's missing and I'm hungering for something? I just need something. Well, there could be a, a number of reasons, but I just want to outline three. And so the first thing that I would say is found based upon John 15. John 15 talks about how the believer is supposed to abide in him and he's supposed to abide in us that our joy would be full. And so if we're not abiding in him and he's not abiding in us, then there will be no joy. But even more, John 15 talks about how if the vine is disconnected from the source, then there will be withering. In other words, that's what it means to feel parched. That's what it is to be dry. It's to need something but not have it and to feel overwhelmed because you don't have it. And yet the remedy is his very word. Him is his word that became flesh and dwelt among us. And so it's very likely that you have not been reading your Bible lately. I know it sounds like I'm trying to cast, you know, put you down, but I'm really not. Hopefully this is a, rem a remedy for you. If you've not been reading your Bible, you are likely going to wither at some point or another. It's almost like an airplane that no longer has the engine on. So it's just kind of drifting. It's drifting down, down, down. And if you're not willing to fill yourself, then you will be withering. The scripture says that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So that means I need more of his word. So I want to challenge you to take time to read the scripture. I know you've got some things memorized. I know you have some cliches. You enjoy certain people teaching from the word, but I want to challenge you to read the word yourself. Whether you take the smallest book of the Bible, Jude, or you take a gospel, take some part of the scripture and find yourself being disciplined in a daily, um, in a daily read. That is where you're taking in the scripture. And I would even say, read it aloud read it to yourself. And as you're reading, you're not reading to finish quickly. You're reading it because you're eating it. You're taking it in. In the same way that I would say, when I'm eating food that I enjoy, I'm a slow eater because I enjoy all of the flavors. So enjoy the flavor of his word. Don't gulp it as if to finish it. No, enjoy what's written. Understand what's being said to you. And even if you don't understand, keep reading. Because if you abide in him, his word abiding in you, not only will your joy be full, but there will be no withering. The second thing that I believe that you can do if you're feeling a bit dry and you're a Christian is you can do what God told you. I know that seems elementary and of course, but the reality is God is always speaking. He's always leading us in the way that we should go. And there are times when he's asking us to do things and we assume that it's elective or optional instead of a directive. 
And when we start dismissing what God told us because we're choosing not to do it, well, automatically there's going to be dryness because we're disconnected from him. We're no longer listening so that we can uh, respond accordingly. Now, the scripture I would use for this is in John chapter four. I think I've referenced this before, but again, if you're feeling dry, it bears repeating. And there in John uh, chapter four, Jesus is said, it says at the beginning of that chapter that Jesus had to go to Samaria. Now I'm going to paraphrase the storyline, but it says Jesus had to go to Samaria. Hindsight is 2020. And so if you look at the fullness of the storyline, Jesus only goes to Samaria during this chapter to meet with a woman who's at the well. Now she herself, she's thirsty, but she's outside of Christ. She doesn't have any answers. She's using substitutes to fulfill her. So she's got five men. Jesus challenges her that the man that she's with is not her husband. And so he challenges her that it's not the men that will satisfy her. Neither is it the water that's found in that literal well that will satisfy her, but it is the living water that will satisfy her. It is the living water that bubbles up to eternal life. But even more than that, when, when the disciples see Jesus talking to this woman, they're a little like unsure. They're baffled. Like, why is he talking to this lady? And then they ask him, I guess, because they don't know what else to say. They say, uh, master, would you like to eat? Like we can give you some food. Like, we're not sure why you're talking to her. So can you fill us in? And Jesus responds with something very interesting. He says, I have food that you know not of. In other words, Jesus was doing the will of his father. He was fulfilling his purpose. And when he fulfilled his purpose, he was saying, I have no need for natural or tangible food that's only a substitute for my soul. The thing that, that fulfills me, satisfies me, quenches me is to do the will of my father. And so if you're someone who's discounting those small things that God asks you to do, I want to challenge you today. If you really want to end the overwhelm, if you really want to stop feeling faint spiritually, begin to do what God told you. Maybe you're traveling to work and he says, take a left instead of a right. Don't try to, don't try to process why that does make sense or doesn't make sense. Don't try to determine if there's heavy traffic or there's not just do what God tells you. And even if you don't see a reason, just know that you're in the will of God, which means you will be satisfied on the inside. Now, the third reason that I think people can be parched, dry, can feel the thirst, is when there's no real fellowship with the Father. In other words, you may know the right things to do, but you're not actually doing it. You're not really fellowshipping with him. Or you're fellowshipping in your community. You're fellowshipping in, in worship. You're fellowshipping in different ways, but you're not fellowshipping with the Father. Or maybe your fellowship with the father is a little bit too turgid. And I'll say like 
stopped up. In other words, if I want a fellowship with my husband, that's going to be different than my giving an update to what where things are or our talk about business matters. I mean, as pastors, we can talk about the church and all of the church people. As parents, we can talk about our children and all of the responsibilities and the requirements that are in involved in all of that. But there is a fellowship that's not based upon responsibilities or what we need to do. There is a fellowship that's life-giving. Oh, how every married person enjoys the fellowship because therein you have a companion. And that's what your heavenly father wants with you. He doesn't want you to think that your fellowship is simply about your works for him. Yes, you're working for him where you ushered real good or you prepared a word real good or you, you shared your faith real good. No, he wants a fellowship with you where you're boasting in him, where you're reminding him of what he promised, where you're delighting yourself in him. And when you're doing those things, that is called a fellowship a fellowship where he can pour water on your dry ground, where he really can pour water where your thirsty floods can come where your dry ground is. That is, he pours out his spirit upon you. He pours out the blessing on your offspring. That's what Isaiah 44 references. So I want to encourage you that you don't have to be thirsty all the days of your life and you don't have to be thirsty in your relationship with God. No, in order to be quenched, you first come to him. And if you already have a relationship with him, well, now it's time to get closer, not further away, not justify why you feel dry, why your prayers don't seem like they're making a difference. Uh, you can talk about it all day or you can do something about it. And so I just want to encourage you today, not tomorrow, but today, choose to read something in his word. Just eat it slowly. Choose today to be obedient to what God has called you to do. Now, I mean, you, you can justify why you didn't do it. He asked you to do something simple like call a relative and somehow you forgot. Yeah, we can justify it, but you're still in disobedience. So don't justify it. Repent and begin to do what he's called you to do. You see, God can never take you to the next level if you can't handle the level that you're on. And that is a level of obedience. And then finally, you're going to enjoy the fellowship with your father. Now, the scripture that I would use when I think about the fellowship with your father is when Jesus is on the cross. Before the cross, he enjoys a rich fellowship with God. He says, Father, I know that you always hear me. And he also says, Father, I always do those things that please you because there is this fellowship with his father. And yet when he gets on the cross, He's stretched wide. He's hanging there in pain, preparing to pay for our sin with death. That is complete separation from God. And what does he say? He says, I thirst. So our thirst comes from being distant from our father. Doesn't matter how much I can justify why I haven't prayed in a minute or why I haven't prayed in a way that meant true fellowship. It just means that I need to repent and get back in alignment 
with my father's will. And that is to have relationship with him where there is true fellowship. I hope this blessed you today or at least gave you direction if you're feeling thirsty. You don't have to faint. You don't have to grow apathetic to the things of God. You don't have to grow tired or weary. You don't have to assume that this is your lot. No, this is the time to press in. You know what? Growth doesn't always feel good, but we all must grow if we have life. And you have life in Christ. So I charge you to choose to grow. Drink the living water. Let it bubble up to everlasting life because he really does satiate the weary soul. He really does replenish the sorrowful soul. He really does make you a well-watered garden. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for every person under the sound of my voice who has acknowledged, yeah, I'm thirsty, that there's something missing in my relationship with my father and I need to be satisfied in him. Lord, this is where we repent for where we have just kind of drifted away, where we've been dull, where we were no longer intentional about our relationship with you. We repent and we return to you that we may sup at your table, that we may dine with you and truly be fulfilled. We've come, Lord God, because you said if we're thirsting, if we're if we're thirsty and if we're hungry, that we can come and buy wine and milk without money and without cost, that we don't need to spend our money on what's not bread and our labor on what does not satisfy, but we should listen to you and you, Lord God, would cause our soul to delight itself in abundance. You said that we should incline our ear to you, that our soul would live. And so we draw near to you because you promised that if we do, you would draw near to us. And we're choosing, Father, to drink from the living water. We're choosing you, Father. We're saying, Lord, we don't want to be distant from you. We need you. And so we call upon you while you're near. We seek you while you may be found. And we thank you for your promise that is yes and amen. And so therein, we will find you as we search for you with all of our heart. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all the believers said, amen. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Woman Pray Podcast. I hope to see you next week. And if you're willing to make a comment, that's always helpful. If you'll share with a friend, I think you'll be a blessing to them. These, uh, these podcasts are short because I want you to be able to listen to it on your way out and just be powered up to say, yeah, that's what I need. It's almost like a power nap, except it's a power snack the very word. God bless you. We'll see you next week. And I hope that you'll register for the Woman Pray Gathering, November 18th. See you soon.